the wild, wild west of digital assets. The evolution of blockchain technology from more specifically probably about five years ago to where it is today. So a, a brief uh, synopsis of that time period was that we had the, I guess, the dawning of a lot of financial service institutions, big banks investing in the technology um, because they, I think they, they were afraid of being disrupted. And then also as they looked under the bonnet, so to speak, they then found opportunities to create new business models or ways to interact with customers. And the technology became increasingly interesting to them for both of those reasons. Also, during that time frame, we had a thing called initial coin offerings. And initial coin offerings were effectively a... Way of making money from unsuspecting individuals, or uh, am I being cynical? I wouldn't quite put it like that, but uh, an unregulated way of raising funds. Some of the ICOs had business reasons. So I would would create an ICO because um, it created funds for the business that I was actually developing while a large number of people created coins and then disappeared. So I think your point is definitely directionally correct. (laughs) But that was the wild, wild west. And that was really what we were talking about on the panel. Where we are today is quite different. And certainly the comments and remarks that I gave were, if we take a look at, I guess, where we were, where we are, are definitely two different points. Do I think we're in a world where everything is regulated and covered 100%? No, but we are in a rapidly evolving regulated world. So to give some examples, looking at Hong Kong, for example, the Securities and Futures Commission has passed a law which has provided and will provide licenses to crypto asset platforms. That's a big deal Um, in a financial hub like Hong Kong. If we look at Switzerland, they have created crypto banking licenses. So two banks were created, SEB and Signum, that are crypto banks, literally. Here in the UK, we have had some really interesting developments around smart contracts, which are now legally enforceable. Like That is a significant development and another example of the UK being progressive and forward-leaning in terms of technology, not You're just a blockchain. You're talking specifically of a, of a blockchain implementation of a smart contract. Yes. You mentioned the phrase crypto assets, yes. not cryptocurrency. Yes. Is it an asset or a currency? So, I, I guess depending on the application that we're looking at is probably the best answer I can give there. So what we're seeing, certainly from a consensus standpoint, is a significant interest and uptake in digital assets or crypto assets. And what they are are effectively digital representations of either a physical asset, it can be a piece of property, it can be a car, it can be a piece of art, or it can be a... You're talking about an, an electronic title deed in a sense. Exactly. Exactly. But with the benefits of uh, blockchain technology, which provides um, authenticity of that specific token, the scarcity of that set of tokens which are produced, and also the programmability of the tokens that are created, which can build in compliance up front. So the tokens can only behave in a certain way, which makes compliance easier or KYC easier or regulatory reporting easier. And we're at the beginning of these, uh, of the of the dawn, in my opinion, of digital assets. It's a scenario, certainly for us in consensus, where this is, I'm showing my age here, where the phone is ringing uh, as to, I guess, interest in what these are. So we're getting emails, clients are getting in touch with us going, what are digital assets? How do we get involved in the digital economy or the digital token economy? How do we store them? How do we trade them? So it's, it's really interesting. And then we also see as we continue, France now have a, a law in place where 
there is a legal register, which is effectively, which is blockchain based. So you're able to register ownership of certain assets, and blockchain is the is that trust layer. Right the way through to in the US, we see the Commodities and Future Trade Commission. They have see they have now put out that Bitcoin is a commodity, Ether is a commodity, there are Bitcoin futures, they've said there'll be Ether futures in 2020. So in a long-winded way, I guess what I'm trying to say is the Wild West was the case, but really now, I think is... You're telling me the railroads come. They are, exactly. I think that's a great way of putting it. And certainly we as consensus, and I think everybody else involved in this industry, by and large, embraces. Regulation is not a bad thing. It actually is a good thing because it provides clarity and transparency. Sorry, transparency. As and to security. How, absolutely. As to how these operate, how do we protect the, co- the consumer or the institutions, the case may be, using digital assets, how they're stored, how it all works. It provides legitimacy. If you're welcoming the coming of the railroad, the coming of, of the transparency and the security for customers and institutions, what does the digital asset landscape look like down the track? So what would I say? Even in 2020, we're seeing a, a number of large-scale institutions due to, and this is the interesting thing, due to their clients saying, what is a digital asset? How do I buy one? Can you help me? Can you help me hold it when I do have one? So this is the, the good thing that we're seeing at the moment is that it's, it's, it's customer-driven. Just then making banks and other institutions and financial service institutions go hey hold on we're getting asked about this we probably need an answer and actually I think we need a product or a way of of helping our clients the bank's clients in this instance um, purchase digital assets or tokens and hold digital assets tokens so we've seen the likes of I guess an interesting one would be TPI cap the world's largest interbroker dealer they now have Bitcoin futures but it, and they've also come out to talk about how they may in the future look at digital assets and tokens for their clients which is I think a pretty interesting development um, we're also seeing and more so, I think you'll see in 2020, um, Morningstar, the ratings agency came out and said they're going to put their ratings using a blockchain so that there's an immutable register as to what their rating was at a given time. But also, they're now looking at specifically as to how do they apply the same calculations that they apply to bonds and shares to digital assets. So that's happening now. So I, I think what we're starting to see, and this has happened and the founder of Consensus, Joseph Lubin, spoke about this. After the, the kind of ICO boom, there was a lot of quick and fast money, which tends not to last. But what was interesting is, what did the... Well, co- there was also a lot of quick and fast losses as well. True, true. And, um, and what he, Joseph Lubin was kind of talking about in that instance was, uh, it's interesting to see what the companies who have survived, what they've done with their funds, right? Um, what, uh, and a company like Consensus... We've been developing platforms and products for the last two years. Um, so it takes around two to three years for products to emerge. So in, in 2020, you're going to start to see a number of products hit the market. You're going to see a number of institutions themselves have their own products and platforms. So, And then you mix that with regulation. That results in consumer demand being met with supply of products, being met with a, a governance structure which is, is still forming, but that starts to look like legitimacy and stability 
and clarity around digital assets and how they work. It starts to look a little bit like business as usual <laughs> in, in, in that sense. Which is amazing. Business as usual in this space would be very welcome for me and I think for many others. But yeah, so I think it'll be a couple of years before business as usual, but certainly we're, we're starting to see that. Working, uh, working in this well, area... But maybe not business as usual, but business with a level of comfort for the end user. And by the end user, I mean the individual or the corporate that is going to be handing out money or what, or what we currently understand as money. In exchange for a digital asset. Precisely, precisely. Um, and that's that's now what we're looking into. I think six months ago or 12 months ago, if we were to have this conversation, I think without all the recent or semi-recent regularly, regulatory developments we spoke about there a few moments ago, I wouldn't feel as confident as I do now. Um, even, even the last few days, there's been an announcement uh, from from the German government that they've passed a law that German banks are going to be able to sell and hold cryptocurrency which is slightly different than crypto assets and digital assets but still it is a significant step forward as to the development as to how institutions are looking at this whole area like the German bank known for being quite conservative so for them to do this that's a, that's a big step